Yes, um, I'm done with the chop, 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 chop. I don't want to think about my dismembered body anymore. <laughs> I just want to talk about books all day. That's all I want to do. I totally agree. Yeah, well, we're waiting for it to go. Run out and buy it. Run out and buy it. Anything for us. Welcome back to Anything Pros. I'm Vicky. And I'm Jen. And this week we're going to be talking about nonfiction November. If we can ever start. Because this has been honestly one of the most chaotic beginnings <laughs> we've ever had. So like for once in my entire life, I was on time to our podcast recording. And I was so <laughs> proud. Like I sent Vicky the invite at exactly 7.30, which I don't think I've ever done in my life. Nope. Because I'm always just scrambling. And then she gets on, and, like, she can't hear me, and so we have to restart the call, and then, like, the sound's not coming through her headphones, and she has to, like, restart her computer, and the whole thing was just really chaotic. <laughs> but we're here now. We're here 20 minutes later, 7.50. <laughs> I told my roommate Isabella that I'd, like, be on- oh, no, this is spilling. Anyway, um, sorry about that, guys. <laughs> Once again, very chaotic happenings here on Anything Pros tonight. But I told Isabella that, like, oh, this is going to be, like, a, a quick call, you know? And she's like, you never mean it when you say that. <laughs> like, I was like, it's just going to be an hour. And she's like, I'm not going to see you again tonight. Like, I know I'm not. Well, like, the actual episode's an hour, but, you know, the Nothing Pros, the mm-hmm. technical issues, that adds time. You can't count that. Exactly. So, who knows when I'll see her again? Who Could knows? it be tomorrow? Maybe. <laughs> Will I fall asleep immediately after this? Who knows? Who knows? Probably. It sounds like it. Okay. <laughs> so, what we usually do is I'll, like, write out an outline for the <laughs> episode in the Google Doc, and then Vicky will go and she'll add to it. Like, her, her what she wants to talk about. And so, today... We get on here, and I pull up the Google Doc, and it looks, like, so familiar because it looks, like, exactly what I wrote in it. Let's talk about that, Vicky. Okay, okay. So, I was at work today, right? And I pull up the episode, and I was just, like, blown away by what you wrote. And I was like, I, I can't stand you. Like, I literally can't stand I was you. like, I have just nothing to add. Just absolutely nothing. Ma'am. Ma'am. Okay, but also, you are the big nonfiction reader here. Like, I okay. am not a big nonfiction reader, but some of the books that you have on there are books that are also, like, I want to read or I've already read. Okay, um, so what are you reading? Like, are you reading anything for nonfiction November, or are you just kind of vibing? I think I'm just vibing. I can't really think of any nonfiction things that I like really really want to read well maybe I can inspire you with some of my picks for this month and then maybe you'll read them with me I'm hoping so also you told me you wanted oh no my headphone just fell out the chaos continues (laughs) it's fine everything's still recording (laughs) (laughs) should we tell that story (laughs) will that embarrass (laughs) Adam? probably (laughs) so Vicky (laughs) 
we were looking for a font to do our tattoo in and we found this like example tattoo that said chaos in like the font that we wanted <laughs> and so we showed it to adam and we we're like what do you think of this font and he was like oh that's cool but like what does it say thous <laughs> and it said chaos but he thought it said like t-h-a-o-s yeah not really sure where he uh <laughs> pulled that out from but thous yeah thous so if anyone ever wants a thous tattoos <laughs> thous Oh, what I was saying before I got really sidetracked, I thought you wanted to read This Is Your Brain on Birth Control. Oh my gosh, I do. Look at you. I was going to say, did you just get so discouraged? Because like every bookstore Vicky and I went to when we were in Boston, she looked for this book, every single one, and they had every single book except for that book. I also want to read this one. Oh yeah, I have read that. Yeah, I do really want to read that. We talked about that in the 20s episode like what's reading your 20s and i it has Mm -hmm. been on my mind since then yes literally we went to like three or four bookstores and no one had it and they had so many books like these weren't small bookstores like they had hundreds and hundreds of books and just happened to not have that one and it's not like we didn't ask like i asked everywhere that we went and they didn't have it it was like out of stock at every place yeah they were like oh we're getting it in like a week or a month and they had like very similar books too like it wasn't even like that would have been like an out of place book like they had exactly female body like psychology section there was literally like a female body section and somehow that book isn't in it yeah (laughs) i was about to riot Uh, Yeah, so that's kind of why, like, for this episode, I wanted to talk more about nonfiction books that are on my TBR, because I feel like our favorite books we've already talked about so many times, because, like, we both don't read, like, that that much nonfiction, so I feel like the few that I've loved, like, I've definitely talked to death on here before. Yeah, especially since we have, like, loved the same ones. Yeah. So maybe if I love some that I read this month, I can, like, convince you to read them. Yeah, I feel fairly confident that will be true. Yeah. Okay. All right. I have, like, a physical stack with me here. Do you want to see it? Yes, This please. is all of my nonfiction books that I haven't read yet. Look at you. <laughs> oh, you have the – I forgot you had the John Green one. Yes. I don't even know how to say that word. Anthroposcene? I don't know. That sounds but too But I'm really Italian. interested in you reading that one because I feel like – I loved John Green in high school, but I'm, like, nervous to read him as an adult. Okay, so I actually don't think I would have picked it up if it weren't for, um, I think Carly Simone wrote a really good review of it, and then I was like, I trust her opinions. And so, like, of course I was curious about it because, like, I read John Green a lot when I was younger, too, but, like, after seeing her review on it, like, she convinced me to do it. Yeah, and it's just essays, right? Yeah, should I read a little bit about what it says? It says, Essays on a Human-Centered Planet. Oh, it's really pretty. I haven't even barely looked at this. Look, it's like purple on the inside. Ooh. So it says, In the Anthroposcene, I literally don't know what that means. I'll get back to you guys after I read this. There are no disinterested observers. There are only participants. The Anthroposcene is the current geologic age in which humans have profoundly reshaped the planet and its biodiversity. And, oh, wait. I found the definition, guys. Right? Is that what the definition is? The Anthroposcene is the current geologic age. I think so. In this remarkable symphony of essays adapted and expanded from his groundbreaking podcast, he's coming for our brand? Uh, it sounds like it. 
the audacity john green reviews different facets of the human-centered planet on a five-star scale from the qwerty keyboard and sunsets to canada canada geese and penguins of madagascar funny complex and rich with detail the reviews chart the contradictions of contemporary humanity yeah i'm really interested to see about this one it sounds like one that could be too much for me because i'm not very smart and i already don't know what a word in the title means i feel like since it's essays it'll be a good book that you can like pick up put down pick up put down yeah or listen to maybe i don't know i don't his voice kind of weirds me out is that rude yeah i don't think i would enjoy an audiobook by him <laughs> i don't think so either <laughs> i might have to read it myself yeah that might be the best speaking of like essays though i also really like samantha irby oh my god her yes i didn't i don't so know why i didn't put funny. her on this list i think so I she's have one that like left i have like all of them left i've only read the green one which is what like I no thank you please no thank oh you or something wow no thank you wow, or, no thank you please. yeah yeah something like that but um yeah that one was really good i need to listen to the other ones because i listened to it as an audiobook and it was a great audiobook yes her voice is perfect and she's so she's funny so too. funny bro so <laughs> yeah the funny. only thing about this is like i really need to buy the physical copies because i listened to it on libby because it was just available sometime and i really want like a physical copy of wow no thank you yeah, I like how, um, like, colorful they are, but then the cover is, like, just so, like, simple. Simple. Yeah, I, I love that. Nice. I need those. Yeah, that's, like, probably one of the only essay books that I really liked. Like, I don't like essay books. So, we'll see what I think about this one. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime it's, like, personal essays, I don't usually love it. Yeah, I agree not my not my thing i like a like cohesive story like a memoir type story more yeah it even when like they break those up i'm like yeah that's fine but essay sometimes i think i like samantha irby just because she's so funny and her like yeah because they're funny relatable yeah like i'm like because it's like has absolutely happened to me if they're like funny essays that's one thing but i feel like when they try too hard to be serious then I don't really care because it's, like, jumping around different parts in their life and I, like, don't connect. Yeah. And I'm, like, okay, like, I'm hearing all these stories, but I don't really care. And, like, I don't know, that probably was, like, the only thing I didn't like about the yearbook because it wasn't in, like, chronological order, unless I'm mistaken. Like, he kind of jumped around No, it a wasn't. Bit. He definitely jumped around. Yeah, and so, like, I liked the stories, but, like, I get confused when things aren't in chronological order yeah like you really had to pay attention to see like what age he was yeah which obviously it was still an amazing book but yeah that was probably like my only thing i didn't love about it yeah should i talk about white tears brown scars this yes. is just the next one i had okay so have you heard anything about this i have yes okay so i've seen like a bunch of reviews about this one this is one that i'm really excited and i hope i get to this month because um this is basically let me just read the back. This explosive book of history and cultural criticism argues that white feminism has been a weapon of white supremacy and the patriarchy deployed against black and indigenous women and all colonized women. It offers a long overdue validation of the experiences of women of color, taking us from the slave era when white women fought in court to keep ownership of their slaves through the centuries of colonialism when they offered a soft face for brutal tactics to the modern workplace. It tells the story of white women's active participation in campaigns of impression. 
that sounds of a person. Yes, I am really excited to read this one because, like, um, I think it's Kate, like, Treat Yourself. She always references this when, like, a lot of things happen in the news. Like, she'll be like, this reminded, like, this story reminded me so much of, like, everything that I read in this book. Like, just stories where, like, did you ever see the one where this woman, this white woman, she was, like, calling the police and, like, crying hysterically and, like, screaming in, like, a Victoria's Secret or something? Yes, 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 yes. And then, like, there's a time when she just, like, stops crying. Yeah, and I've heard the term, like, white tears get referenced a lot. Um, yeah which is a very real and true thing and i feel like um white tears brown scars goes really well with hood feminism because i think those are very similar um in the way of feminism on my tbr too i'm not like totally sure but i think in the way of like white tears it's kind of um yeah i think these should be similar um hood feminism has been on my tbr a lot longer i actually bought this book for my little sister like before i even got it for myself i'm not sure if she read it yet but the back has a blurb from samantha irby front and center so that's how you know she's gonna be a good one so this one definitely deals with some similar topics it says today's feminist movement has a glaring blind spot and paradoxically it's women mainstream feminists rarely discuss meeting basic needs as a feminist issue argues mickey kendall but food security access to quality education safe neighborhoods a living wage and medical care are all feminist issues so i read a book about this before um, it was Eloquent Rage, and I don't remember, like, the author, but it talked about a lot of these same topics, and that was really good as, like, an intro-type book, so I'm excited to, yeah. like, expand on that with these ones, because, yeah, it was crazy, because, like, what she was kind of talking about was that, like, feminism kind of operates, like, as though those issues have already been solved, like, as though, like, food, like, the food gap and, like, all of those kind of things are, like, not problems anymore, like oh, they're yeah. not and disparities it, it, like doesn't even include Consider. like diversity like it's very feminism no, is all. a very like white privilege based yeah. thing yeah it's like focusing on like the pay gap for like mm-hmm. you know like professional white women but it's like that's not an issue for like as many women as just like you know housing is and like domestic violence and just like some of these other issues that affect everyone and they kind of just act like it's not even an issue anymore like it's been solved but it just hasn't been solved like they're just ignoring it it's so crazy yeah i'm really excited to read both of those i feel like they'll both be like heavy reads though i have like probably 10 books with me right now and i honestly have no clue like which ones i'm gonna be able to read this month I was gonna say last month you had so many like or this month um you had so many spooky reads and after like four you're like I'm done with spooky reads and like, now you have like a whole <laughs> that like perfectly describes my character <laughs> yeah I'm like um spooky is out Nonfiction november is in and then like one week into Nonfiction november you're gonna be like i'm done i need some fantasy in my life (laughs) y'all got romance around here (laughs) yeah for sure there's like a couple that i really really want to get through and i'm gonna prioritize those ones and then yeah we already read one yes i did i read greedy by jen winston and i posted my review for that today oh she shared what was do you have the two you bought on this list yeah well i don't have them on my list but i have them in my stack here what were the ones you just bought guys we went to a bookstore okay so (laughs) while jen was visiting we went to like three or four bookstores and in one bookstore she got like 
all romance. And then in another YA. bookstore, she got all YA. And then in another bookstore, she got all nonfiction. <laughs> I don't know. Some places just had really good selection of a certain genre. And I just... Yeah, so basically my roommates told me that I was allowed to buy any books I wanted in Boston as long as they were, like, on my list. And so my list had, like, five books on it. And I ended up coming home with seven books, um, three of which were not on the list. Like, the three nonfiction were not on the list at all in any way. But it's nonfiction November. You needed them. I know. Like, if only my besties would understand that. (laughs) But they're not very understanding. They say, Jen, like, you are you have so many books. <laughs> Jen, what you have you back doing? problems now. <laughs> I do. I have permanent back problems. I had my roommates um pick up my bag, like, my backpack when they picked me up from the airport, and they were like, what the fuck? Like, it I don't was think shocking. Realized, <laughs> I don't think they realized, like, how much of a problem I have until they had all that, like, physical evidence on their back. Like, what kind of psychopath is willing to carry seven thick books on their back through an airport? a weirdo yeah only things like books that people would do yeah for the gram people would never (laughs) i had to i was on vacation yeah and we went to so many bookstores oh so let's let's share so the first one i don't have it physically with me right now but i got greedy by john winston my review Mm -hmm. is up for that and that one's really good she talks about being a bisexual woman and like also just her dating life in general and it's really good um she's like kind of more of like a single person so that's really different than my experience because i've always been in a relationship so Mm -hmm. that was cool to get to hear like single life not a life I can relate to. So this is also kind of like a single life type book. Um, Everything I Know About Love by Dolly Alderton. It's her memoir. And she talks a lot about dating in this one and like friendship and like life in your 20s. I don't know if we talked about this in the 20s episode, but this would probably be like a perfect one to read then. So yeah, I don't know she if she says, did or if we did, but I also heard that that book is really good as a gift. For, like your friends oh yeah vicky did hear this we need to make an episode a podcast episode about gift books Ooh, gifts yes stay tuned stay guys tuned. that's coming soon before coming soon. season one is over <laughs> you guys are like thank god i can't take any more of this shit okay so dolly alderton's book says when it comes to the trials and triumphs of being an adult dolly alderton has seen and experienced it all everything i know about love is about bad dates good friends and above all else realizing that you are enough wildly funny occasionally heartbreaking it's about growing up growing older and learning to navigate friendships job loss jobs loss and romance along the way i've heard really great things about this it sounds really good yeah this is one that i really want to read this month and i feel like i've been saying that about all of them but <laughs> maybe i'll read that one this month Ooh. okay then mm. i have to read it that'd be so embarrassing <laughs> I'm, I'm ordering it right now oh my god um what are you reading right now just on a sidetrack um hmm. <laughs> weather girl by <laughs> rachel literally Lindsay. i cannot <laughs> stand you <laughs> you're such an asshole <laughs> like for real um so guys i got um a personally sent arc of weather girl by my girl rachel she sent it Bro, to me Vicky was so <laughs> showing me her dms with rachel and solomon when i was in boston and it's genuinely the biggest flex i've ever seen in my life they're having like full-on dm conversations like sharing their hopes and dreams like they message every day like i swear 
That was so crazy. Like, what was that? No wonder she sent you an arc. I know, we're besties. No, like, she was like, yeah, like, Rachel and I, we DM. And I was like, what do you mean by that? And so then she showed me, and I was like, what the hell is this? Like, you guys be talking every day. And they go far back, too. Like, I was scrolling. <laughs> she was, like, scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. And I was like, oh, oh, I see You're like, you. now I get why she sent you a copy of her book. Yeah, I now get I get it. it. I was like, honestly, when you told me that, I was like, how does she even know who you are and i was like hold up we are best friends We're friends <laughs> damn you showed me my place for sure <laughs> vicky is flexing all over the podcast right now yeah okay so how is it can i get it's the so good scoop? oh my god so this is an adult one right yeah so it has very similar vibes to x talk because like you know how all her books are in seattle because like that's where she used to live um, yeah so i want an amsterdam book yeah i'm not hoping, to interrupt like, but... her new one like Ooh. the one with the pink cover maybe in amsterdam oh yeah um but yeah so it takes place in seattle i know the x talk was like radio and this one is um weather like she's in forecast obviously weather girl um i just put that together yeah no me too it took me <laughs> literally chapters in i was like i was like oh she likes to stand girl. in the rain yeah Damn someone was like what's up weather girl and i was like oh it's because she does forecast oh shit <laughs> oh shit guys that's really funny um but yeah so very similar vibes to x talk so i already know i'm gonna really like it i'm so excited yeah. is there one bed yet or are you not far enough not yet but i have like really high hopes because you know she loves a one bed yeah okay yeah. all right and the I love interest you, you know he's in sports like he does a sports oh my damn forecast uh, it's good oh my damn. <laughs> i'm so excited when does that one come out it's next year right yeah i think in like early january that's not that long plus oh, i'm gonna like physically oh, snatch yeah, your like... kindle <laughs> <laughs> i wish you could like airdrop like kindle books i know vicky and i tried really hard <laughs> we were using our <laughs> brains when i was up there okay should I talk about the other one, the last one that I got when I was up in Boston? Yes. Okay, so this one I have never seen in a store before, but I've, like, heard about it online, and I saw it, like, on Amazon and stuff, but I've never actually seen it, so I was like, obviously, I have to get this. So this is called Want Me, A Sex Writer's Journey into the Heart of Desire, and I heard about this book first on TikTok, which is, like, one of my favorite book talk things is when they actually focus on just, like, one book, and so that's what this TikTok was about. She just went, like, in-depth on her thoughts on this book, and it sounded so good, and I was like, I have to read that. So the back says, Tracy Clark Flory grew up torn between shears of girl power and the hair-flipping enticements of pop culture. It was broken glass ceilings and girls gone wild infomercials. With a vague aim towards sexual empowerment, she set out to become what men wanted, or at least understand it. In her moving and darkly humorous memoir, she shares the thrilling and heartbreaking events that led to discovering conflicting truths about her own desire, first as a woman coming of age and then as a veteran journalist covering the sex beat. Tracing her experience everywhere from adult film sets to a uh, meditation retreat Clory, Clark Flory weaves in statistics and expert voices to reckon with a sexual culture that is freer than ever yet defined by unprecedented pressures and enduring constraints I think this could be really cool I think it could be too I'm excited the cover gives me high hopes too for coolness yeah reading. the car cover is really cool it's like purple with an orange lady her eyes actually really terrify me though do you see that 
Oh, oh are they purple? That. Oh, that's creepy. Ugh. Ugh. I just got freaked out, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Vicky, why don't you talk about some of your books? <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> um, so we already talked about this is your brain on birth control. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm just, I need to order that one. That's what I yeah. need to read in November. Um, yeah, just order that. Yeah, I'm really interested. And then The Body Keep Score, which is something that I've had on hold for Libby, I feel like, for freaking months now. And just no one's returning their books. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'll just have to buy it. Um, Wait, I have to interrupt you for one second. Sorry. Vicky, or Isabella just texted me, can I gov- come give you a spoon of batter? Because she's making brownies. Yes, please. So, of course, I said yes. So, yeah, she obviously. might come in here. <laughs> it's necessary. <laughs> okay, you can continue talking. I just had to say that that might happen. Okay, for, thanks for the heads up. Um, yeah, and you're really putting me on the spot, but that that's all I have. That's that's it. I'm not a big nonfiction well, reader. Okay, well, I love that brief intermission of Vicky talking. But the body <laughs> keeps the score was good. Um... Parts of it I didn't understand because, once again, like, I'm not smart, but I feel like you went to school for that, so, like, maybe it would make more sense to you. Yeah, I feel like that's why I would really like it. Yeah, I think you probably would. Because there were a couple of parts, like, most of it is kind of the book that, like, anyone can read it, but there were a couple of parts that were a bit over my head, but overall it was really good. Um, my number one book that I want to get through this month is The Glass Castle. Talked about it on here a million times. Please. It's a memoir. I am, that is my number one. I will probably start with this, like, as soon as I finish my books that I'm currently reading. So I'm ready. I hope you love it. If you do not, um, you're wrong, and this friendship is just over. I don't know what else to tell you. That is a strong statement from Vicky over here. That, that's just it. I don't like what I'm hearing. (laughs) Okay, so like, I will tell you I love this even if I don't. (laughs) I will say, oh, it's such a good book. Yeah. <laughs> Awkward. You'll be like, oh, why don't you talk about it on the podcast? I'll be like, You're no, like, it's mm. like, it was so good. I just want to keep my thoughts private. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. Um, another book I have that honestly sounds similar to Hood Feminism and White Tears, Brown Scars is why it's so hard to for white people to talk about racism, white fragility. Have you seen yes, this? I have read that. You've read this. Was it yes. good? It was good. Okay, it's um, really skinny. I think... Is this the one that's, oh, like, Isabel written? Oh, Isabella's here. <gasps> oh, it has Mrs. a small Kate font. Potter. Hello. Hi, oh, my God. Spatula, but there's the bowl. Thank you so Hi. much. Can you believe you're a guest star on the podcast right now? Oh, are you guys here? Le- le- yeah, lean in. Lean in and say hi. Hi, guys. <laughs> I'm the one that was an accident. <laughs> Guys, it's the you. extra snowman herself. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye, Isabel. I'll see you soon. <laughs> Please leave that in. <laughs> oh, my damn. Um, if you guys haven't heard the snowman podcast. story, uh, go back a few episodes. I can't remember which one it's in, but it is funny. <laughs> yeah, guys, we have some, like, funny inside jokes here on the podcast. Like, if you don't listen to every episode, you just won't get them only real fans get them yeah only the real ones um i forgot what we were talking about i was talking about white fragility oh yeah okay wait is that the one that's written by a white person oh my god yes robin d'angelo yeah so when i read it 
that was the very first book i read um yeah like when i started diversifying my bookshelf and i was like oh yeah this is like pretty good and then you know how like after you read a book and you start to see like reviews (laughs) and you get like enlightened yeah Yeah, so i didn't even realize it was written by a white person okay Um, to be fair like she doesn't have a photo of herself prominent that's probably probably on purpose (laughs) bro no she doesn't have a photo of herself at all okay that's that makes sense now that makes sense okay because because there's no photo on the back cover which is like okay whatever so i flipped to the about the author and she doesn't have a photo of herself period all right i didn't even it just feels like after i found that out it just felt like the book lost a little bit of what it was trying to provide it's gumption yeah okay so this is probably good that i'm reading it alongside hood feminism and white tears brown scars because i will be like more cognizant yeah and then maybe i'll prioritize those two like over that one this month yeah and then you could be you could like tell us um mm-hmm. like yeah we'll just do like knowing the contrast. author is white if you like just noticed anything that was like off or anything yeah so just like just flipping through it right now i did notice she has like a whole section at the end of like book recommendations for like continuing to read about it which is like pretty good to have that resource but we'll see how it is because she has resources for continuing education books articles and blogs and she has probably like i don't know like 10 books in here and then she has a whole list of films to watch too but like i don't know those films or like what her recommendations are if they're also by white people like i really don't know i don't know but yeah Okay, do you want to hear about this one for funsies? I wasn't sure if I was going to talk about this one because, like, I don't think it really relates to anyone. Yeah, I saw your little question mark and I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I put a question mark next to this one. So this one I got, like, probably my sophomore year of college. And so if you guys don't know, I'm, like, an advertising major. So this is a book from one of the British advertising men's, like, greatest advertising. And so it's, like, a kind of fun book. So it has some like it's like a big font type of book but it has just literally been on my like tbr forever and i thought i was gonna read it and i just have not yet but it has like some like career advice and like cool stories will you read that vicky very uh um probably not but <laughs> probably a little pass <laughs> imagine i'm like run out and buy it you guys need to read this you need to read this book on marketing and <laughs> yeah i've read a few like ad books and my favorite one by far is called a big life in advertising and this one is about a woman who was one of the first like females in advertising and she was in like it was like takes place in like the 70s or 80s and when it was like 99 million percent men and so that one was really interesting. That's the best one ever. Thank you. I'm sure. If anyone uh, was to yeah. read just one, <laughs> don't read this one. Okay, and then, of course, we... like. Oh, wait, there's one more on here that I actually want to talk about. And it's. Which um, one? Disability Visibility. Oh, yeah. This is, like, probably the one we need to talk about. I've seen so much about that book, and it just Here seems she like is a- in the flesh. We own her. Yeah, I have I have three more books here, Vicky, that we haven't even talked about. Yeah. But I mean, how much more can you listen to Jen talk? Like, I feel like yeah, not that much. November's only so long. 
<laughs> I'm giving people options. See, like no one's interesting in the ad, uh, interested in the ad book. So like you guys can yeah, cross that off. Unless so you okay, but some of some of the followers do work in advertising, so maybe they're interested. Yeah, maybe. Keep Listen. it to your personal. Okay. Page, anyway, okay? <laughs> disability visibility. This back part says one in five people in the United States lives with a disability. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. I also so, like, so I think the biggest thing with um, disabilities and something I have experienced a lot, like with my job, um, like I've noticed how insensitive people really are. Mm-hmm. And it drives me freaking insane because, again, like obviously what the cover says, disability visibility. Yeah. There's so many people that think if you cannot see a disability, it doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. And obviously being in the mental health field mental health could sometimes certain diagnosis are literal disabilities and just because you can't see them like doesn't mean we shouldn't treat them like a physical disability that you could see with your eyes oh it drives me insane yeah bro i've been seeing a lot of stuff about that like on tiktok like i feel like tiktok is where i've learned about a lot of things like regarding disabilities that i never even thought about yeah because obviously like i feel like you have your job and everything but i feel like i am like very ignorant on like a lot of the issues and so it's been like really interesting getting to see like everyone's tiktoks and like hearing people's stories and stuff because a lot of what i saw too was like different products and people kind of like making fun of different products and being like what is this for like why would you need this like people are so lazy but they don't realize that like those foods and like those products are often for like people with disabilities like for instance like fruit that's already cut up or something like sure it's like for people who like want their fruit already cut up but like some people can't cut their own fruit like or like that people like like a ton of time and energy think outside of their capabilities when they like criticize things yeah yeah that was really interesting and then i saw another video literally today about this girl who went to treatment for her eating disorder and all of the comments were like you're so like privileged that you got to go to treatment like i can't believe your parents paid for that like kind of like in a rude way mm-hmm. and i was like and like she responded to them and was like no one would ever be saying this about like kind of a more physical illness so it's like insane that people would say that about her eating disorder like i can't believe you got cancer treatment like you're so blessed like what she's unwell yeah like i mean a disability is a disability regardless of like yeah how extreme or how physical Mm -hmm. yeah so i feel like that book would be like really good and even like without having read it just seeing like all the praise it's getting i feel like it's a good Mm -hmm. book for everyone to read yeah and i think you can tell it's gonna be a good one because like a lot of the people that i follow on instagram who like do have disabilities have been recommending it so then i feel like if they're recommending it it's probably pretty close to like a good like accurate experience yeah so i'm really excited to read that one um i know i said this a lot but this and like the glass castle and everything i know about love are probably my top three this month okay okay i really want to get through those ones one more i feel like we should talk about <laughs> Vicky, the you're undocumented done. american you're okay. done okay. you're okay. done okay That's this fair. one deserves to be it. talked about okay so this one um 
I'll just read the back. It's the undocumented Americans been on my TBR forever. And it says in 2016, writer Carla Cornejo Villavencio, sorry for messing that up so bad, was on DACA when she decided to write about the hidden lives of her fellow undocumented Americans. The singular characters across the nation often reduced in the media to political pawns or nameless laborers. Looking beyond the flashpoints of the border, these stories are not deferential or naively inspirational but show the love, magic, heartbreak, insanity, and vulgarity that infuse the day-to-day lives of her subjects. So, and my understanding, like, she's an undocumented immigrant who, like, goes to Harvard. I don't know if I remember this correctly, but I feel like that was what that was. And she writes this book. Yeah, she's a doctoral candidate at Yale. Damn. Imagine. And she has a dog. (laughs) even better and she looks really cool look at her photo she's got a cool jean jacket and everything tell me you don't want to read her book i do hello olive (laughs) how do you hear her (laughs) i bet her mom just got home claire's been out today so she's probably really excited mom 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 okay so can i tell a brief story yeah or what were you gonna say absolutely (laughs) i was gonna say let's move on but like no continue (laughs) (laughs) so today um me and all my friends wanted to go to like a pumpkin patch and so i texted my sister because you know how she runs that like tampa bay page yeah about like recommendations so i texted her like what's the best pumpkin patch in the area and so she told me and we went there and it was shit vicky like it was so bad (laughs) not again (laughs) samantha (laughs) yeah for real samantha like this is getting ridiculous so we went there and like she said it was so great and I guess everything she said was technically true. Like, she was like, they have a cow, and they have so many pumpkins. So, that's, like, technically true, but we got there, and it's, like, in a parking lot. So, it's in a parking lot. Where, like, like, do you want it to be in Florida, though? A field, at oh, least. Okay. Like, like I don't care if the pumpkins are, like, really growing from the ground. Like, that's fine. But, like, it's in a parking lot. <laughs> it was really depressing. And, like, it was so small and, like, just really sad. I'm going to report Samantha. <laughs> yeah, guys, don't don't trust her. Unreliable. <laughs> Unreliable for sure. And, like, she said there's guinea pigs there. So, like, there guinea are guinea pig? pigs. They looked like they were dying. Like, oh, not to no. be insensitive, but they, like, did <laughs> not look well. Like, because it's so hot out. I don't think guinea pigs are supposed to be out in that heat. I actually, like, laughed when I saw your picture because I was like, you were just here freezing your ass off, like, every five seconds, being like, it's so cold, it's so cold, and then you were, like, at a pumpkin patch in probably, like, 90 degree weather. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, I was. And what about it? And I posted a photo that, like, intentionally showed off my tattoo. Did you like that? Yeah, I was. (laughs) I was wondering if it was an old photo, and then I saw the tattoo, and I was like, this is how I'm going to know if your photos are old or not so were you and i talking about how i'm gonna have a tattoo on every limb soon um we did we did uh discuss that because we're getting our dragon what i was thinking was that like now my body can be identified like if any one of my limbs is found like if the body's chopped up and you only find my leg like you can identify any of my limbs now sorry was that too weird incredible absolutely incredible <laughs> i think everyone should do this everyone Bold should follow of you my to strategy assume someone just like won't 
chop off your limb at the knee and leave your <laughs> tattoo. That would be so rude. Like, for real. <laughs> I, I guess I was just expecting them to do it at the source. Yeah. I'm not sure if they'll be that kind, but you can ask. <laughs> I'll be like, sir, could you at least, like, do a little chop, chop, chop? Hello? <laughs> if you're going to, you know, go for it. Go big or go home. <laughs> okay. Moving on. Let's Are just we? run... Yes, um, I'm done with the chop, 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 chop. I don't want to think about my dismembered body anymore. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair All right, enough. let's um, <laughs> let's run through these racks. November's getting a little too real. <laughs> oh my god, we have talked about all these books, so we're, let's just name them. These are our. Yeah, all-time oh, favorites. Oh, sorry. I was already going. <laughs> <laughs> all-time favorite books. The Yearbook by Seth Rogen. Know My Name, Chanel Miller. Born a Crime by Trevor Noah. The Sound of Gravel. I think it's by Ruth something. I don't remember her last name, but that one's also good. Um, those are our favorites. We have talked about them a bajillion times on here, so we're not going to like give another description, but look those up if you don't know what we're talking about. Um, I thought we should maybe end the episode with, like, an absolutely what not to read during nonfiction November. Yeah, this book is, like, totally off limits. They're not even, like, selling it in stores anymore. They so shouldn't. You, you can't even buy it. Don't even waste your time. When I, worked is- at, <laughs> when I worked at Barnes & Noble, people would go and turn around controversial books. Like, anything about, like um politics people would like face it away so that you can't see the cover and we'd have to go like turn them back right side out and that's what I'm gonna do with this book for the rest of my life like I'm gonna hide all of the copies every time I go in a bookstore I feel the urge to do that every time I do I don't like looking at his little dumb face like he's so (laughs) punchable I've never had a book where I so strongly felt like that but every time I see it in a store (laughs) I just need to turn it around and I don't I walk the other way Yeah, can you and just like bleep the beady eyes follow me? <laughs> he does have beady eyes. And also, he can we just talk about how he's been looking really bad lately? Like, is he sick? Is that insensitive to say? Like, I think he's not well. Like, I think he's on his way out, Vicky. <laughs> I like don't mean to laugh because that could be true. Um, I would feel bad if it was. I just but. think, like, he is too, like, arrogant to not let the world know if he's on mm-hmm. his way out. Yeah, he's going out with a bang, guys. Right? Yeah, so if you guys didn't know, we're talking about Um, <laughs> I'm going to bleep that so no one knows. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about it. <laughs> yeah. I just, I know that it's nonfiction November and we're picking up some memoirs, so I just wanted to throw this out here. First yeah. off, um, let's talk about why not. First, this book doesn't even count as nonfiction because I am 99% sure that it is a work of fiction because I think he's a liar. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a nonfiction November yeah. recommendation. And here's the thing. When we started this podcast with you guys, we never promised to be unbiased. Like, Oh, no, I am. through and through bias <laughs> and... This is just something you guys need to get over. We hate it. <laughs> we hate it. I feel like if anyone loves green lights, they probably stopped listening to the podcast because this is just like insane. It's green light slander at this point. Like it anything is pros insanity. Green light slander pros. Imagine if you ever listened to this. Like he would just get torn apart. 
he really would be devastated. I, I would honestly kill for him to listen to this. Like, I just need him to be taken <laughs> down a peg. Like, I just... <laughs> his ego is just through the roof. And I know that I'm, like, making all of this up. And, like, imagine if I met him and he was, like, the nicest guy ever. But I just, like, don't believe it. After reading that, I just... I physically like cannot believe it that man makes me physically ill i just know i've never had such a physical reaction to a man like just like (laughs) i just feel the urge to like run in the other direction like he's the kind of guy where like you cross the street when you see him coming (laughs) literally the last book i read by a straight man yeah absolutely and i will never read one again (laughs) never well, again like, you're if i done. pulled over at the gas station and he was out there pumping gas like i would leave i would just like go home even if i'm like gas. on e i have one mile left we are headed home we're calling AAA at that point like we're not stopping <laughs> yeah. he freaks me out i think that like conspiracy theory he could be an alien like if there's any celebrity that i think is like an undercover alien it's him it's him and um mark zuckerberg him, Mark Zuckerberg, and also what's that guy? Tom Cruise. Tom, absolutely. Tom Cruise freaks absolutely. me out too. <laughs> <laughs> the way they all have the same beady eyes, they do. They have the same look. They really do. No, I'm Tom gonna... Cruise freaks me out, bro. For the photos, like when this episode comes out, I'm just gonna post a slide of Tom Cruise, Mark Zuckerberg, and Matthew McConaughey. And have that be like new episode drops today. <laughs> I feel like people are so sick of our our Instagram because we think we're so hilarious. I think we are hilarious. Um, which speaking of which, I should probably be posting on that. Yeah, let's uh get to it. Um, should That's we talk bad. about what we just currently read? Yeah, so I see that you finished Delicates. I'm interested to hear about that. I did. So as uh oh. Do you have bad news? Not really, no. So I'm like, after reading Sheets, because it is a very cute graphic novel, like the little ghosties are very cute, um, but they these books are like very deep and it's unexpected. And um, I think they're obviously targeted at like younger, like it's like YA. Um, so I think they're, they send really great messages. I just went go to pick up these books for like some fun and I'm like blown away at how serious Delicates is like much more like serious and emotional than Sheets was so in Sheets you know like she's dealing with her mom's death and she meets the ghost and she's dealing with like her dad being an alcoholic stuff like that in this one she's like kind of a bully like the girls the mean girls like befriend her so she's like trying to fit in wait it's the same character but she becomes a bully yeah kind of damn so she's just trying to fit in so she doesn't like actually bully but she like doesn't stop them um and then there's this girl who's like really depressed and the mean girls are like bullying her and marjorie like still isn't really saying anything and it takes like till the end of the book for her to like finally say something and the girl is like suicidal. Oh my god! Yeah, and yeah, this that's is like a really kids heavy graphic novel. Okay, that's intense. I was yeah. not anticipating that. I don't know what I was expecting from this conversation, but 
but it wasn't that. Isn't that shocking? Like, yeah, I'm that's just, shocking. Even looking at how colorful these books are, like, you just don't expect the content to be so heavy for a freaking YA book. And it is. So that's the only thing. Like, I would just be fully prepared going in that it's not like a cute little graphic novel. Like, it's a graphic novel with like very serious and heavy undertones. Um, but I mean, I did like it. Yeah, it just wasn't what you were expecting. Yeah. Okay, I feel, I feel like, like you should honestly post a review for this, like, on your page, because I haven't heard oh, yeah. anyone say that. I will. Do that. For once. I'll, I'll <laughs> post my reviews. <laughs> Please. Because, like, I, I would kind of want to know that, you know, before I went into it. Because this is honestly, yeah. like, the kind of book I would probably get for, like, a younger kid, like, I, at least, like, a middle school or something, and, like, not know. Yeah. And, I mean, if you're getting it with the intention of, like, wanting to learn or like have your kid like you teach them about this stuff yeah it's a great book because it's a fun easy like the graphic novel is a great way for them to pay attention to these messages which is like bullying depression like suicidal thoughts stuff like that so it's a good way for them to learn but if you're literally not intending to pick up that, yeah. a fun cute graphic novel like this is no heart that ain't it. oh yeah. my god Okay, well, I'm glad I heard that before I read it, because, like, I would yeah. pick this up for, like, fun, and then I'd be like, what the is going yeah. on? But, I mean, okay. yeah, I still recommend it, especially if you read Sheets. Like, why not? Yeah. Okay, so I'll definitely probably read it at some point. Send it my way. <laughs> Bring yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, Bring of it. Of course. As of you course. do. Every time Vicky finishes a book, she mails it to me, and I get to keep it on my shelves. Can you imagine? <laughs> that'd be crazy that's what's gonna happen when we buy our house together if you guys haven't heard we're starting an anything pros house where we have like the best library in town yeah and it's gonna have like a ladder yeah it's gonna be sick library room so many plants in north carolina yeah or oregon we're honestly up in the air yeah. at this point oregon we've talked about a couple a different location options. yeah yeah okay um i read my best friend's exorcism by grady hendrix have you read anything by him I don't think so. Okay, so I read the Ikea book, Horror Store. And then this oh, is, is my second. Yes. So that's by him. Um, the Southern Book Club's Guide to Vampires or whatever is by him. With, like, and the then, oranges on the cover. Yes. Yeah. And then Final Girls Support Club is by him. Okay. So those are by him. And I liked this one a lot more than Horror Store. Horror Store was kind of, like... It got too into, like, describing things, if that makes sense. So, like, there was just too many pages and, like, descriptions of things where, like, I didn't really care. So, it'd be like, oh, they jumped out and they're running and, like, there's lots of running and, like, attacking and violence and stuff that I just didn't really care about. But in this one, it was more, a lot more, like, character-focused. Like, creepy things did happen, but it's mostly focused around, like, the two girls' friendship. And so, like, I loved the writing of the two girls' friendship. I thought it was really good. And basically, one of the girls gets possessed one night. They're all, like, out um, at the pool, and they're, like, in high school, and they do acid. And so, like, the friend gets lost in the woods, and, like, the other three girls can't find her. And, like, it becomes morning time, and they're like, bro, like, we're gonna have to call the police. Like, there's nothing else we can do. Like, we can't find her. And then, like, literally, right as they're, like, thinking this and regrouping, like, they end up finding her, and she looks like shit. Like, she's been out in the woods all night, and she was also naked because they had been skinny dipping. 
so she comes back from their night in the woods and she's like just acting really off a bunch of weird stuff is happening and so like all of her friends kind of abandon her except for like her one best friend like the other two girls are like yeah i've seen some creepy shit she's being really weird and i'm done but like her best friend doesn't drop her and like is there for her through it all and like tries to like get to the bottom of everything but like she was honestly a better friend than I would have been because, like, so much... <laughs> I was saying this to Isabella when I was reading it. I was like, bro, I don't know what I would do if you were doing, like, the creepy shit that this girl's doing. Like, I love you, but I might have to dip. Like, this is too much. Like, this is really scary. Because her is friend was just acting crazy. the dog dies? Yes. So, I was going to get there, but I loved the book. And then the ending, like, the dog died, and it just made me so mad that I was, like just so pissed off and like i know that we talk sometimes about like not liking to read books by men and like that just reminded me of it because i'm just like why did you have to do that like your book was fine it doesn't need a dog to die like that just doesn't need to happen and it was so pointless like it just pissed me off and like really took the book from like a good book that i liked to like just something that pissed me off Especially if it ended like that and you're, like, that is the last thought in your head. Yeah, it was, like, way towards the end. And I was, like, seriously? A female author would freaking never. Exactly, because a female author knows that that's not, like, the central piece of the story. Like, it just doesn't matter. There's no reason that the dog needs to die. And, like, the dog died violently. Like, it wasn't... Oh it wasn't okay. Like, because you know how sometimes in books it'll just be a scene like, oh, like, the dog was hit by a car or whatever, and, like, that's it? Mm-hmm. Like, it just mentions that the dog passed away? That's fine. Like, I'm not a child. Like, I can hear about a dog passing away. Like, I'm not crazy. But it was really graphic and terrible. And I was like, I hate it here. Yeah, I don't want to read it for that reason. Yeah, it's not worth it, honestly, for that. Like, that pissed me off. Grady Hendrix, <laughs> you're on my list. Maybe I should post a photo of him, too. Do you think he has beady eyes? Probably. If you're going to murder look a dog. Up. You are a beady-eyed man. Oh, my God. Vicky, look him up right now. He has beady eyes. I'm scared. Bro, he literally looks like the rest of them. He looks just like all of the others. Look at him in the third photo where he's holding my best friend's exorcism and doing that weird thing with his hand. Bro, he has like a dead look in his eyes. No. Immediately no. This man is an undercover alien. I've seen what I needed to see. (laughs) Immediately no. Okay. Well, that's all I have to say for this episode. I really need to go eat Isabella's brownies. Yeah, I need to go have nightmares, so... uh. (laughs) I'm going to post that on Monday, this photo of him, because this is horrifying. Like, I'm actually going to have nightmares. You just can't trust a beady-eyed man. Never trust a beady-eyed man. (laughs) You heard it here first from anything bros. Yeah. (laughs) I hope no one in your lives has beady eyes. If not, like, you need to get out right now. You need to get out, find a safe place maybe go into hiding i don't know but like after this episode's done i'm gonna go look up all of my friends boyfriends and make sure that they're all safe i think i would notice if they had beady eyes but like i'm just gonna double check yeah because you might like be blinded that like by the (laughs) fact that they're dating your friend (laughs) not blinded (laughs) mickey what have we been talking about for an hour genuinely i literally don't know and i think our audience is just gone yeah i can't believe people listen to the end 
It takes a, a real war hero to get through an episode here. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> I respect you guys. I salute you. Yeah. Um. If you like, I don't know, really care, you can follow us on our Instagram <laughs> at Anything Pros Pod. I'm at Vicky's Bookshelf, Vicky with an I. And I'm at a broke bookworm. Definitely follow so that you can see these beady-eyed men when I post it. And then yeah, we'll be it's back for again. Your safety. Yes. Next Monday. <laughs> Keep safe out there, guys. Next Monday. Bye. Bye. <laughs>